0: Hey there, Xers. Introducing a new game called The Power Struggle. Try to correctly identify these five clips in order, and I'll be right back to tell you all about the details of the new game. Oh my God, they found me. I don't know how, but they found me. Give me your best shot, pal. I can take it. Get
1: him a body bag! Yeah! You can unlock any door if you only have the key.
2: Now don't you tell me you don't remember me because I sure as heck fire remember you. <laughs>
0: Hello, and welcome to Who Will Save Generation X, the trivia game show that is dedicated to remembering, celebrating, and preserving all the wonderful qualities of Generation X through games, trivia, and friends. I am Xavier, your host, and today we have two great contestants ready to compete mm-hmm. for fabulous prizes and in the process do their part to save Generation X from being forgotten. Are you ready to do your part?
2: Absolutely.
0: That's more for the audience, but I'm glad, <laughs> oh. to chime in. I'm glad you're ready. I can help myself. I'm all excited. I'm like, bring it. Yeah. Please play along with the contestants while you listen <laughs> and see what rad prize you would have wanted if you were here with us saving Generation X from Fading into Oblivion. We're so happy you've chosen to join us. I'm sure you're going to get a nice dose of nostalgia and maybe a few laughs along the way. So if everyone's ready, let's start mm-hmm. the show. This episode, I am super excited to have these two Gen Xers share their memories of our generation. There's something here for everyone, I hope. But if you like reminiscing about the movie Die Hard, Star Wars the Nintendo Entertainment System, and the music of Generation X, then this episode is one you might especially like.
1: Especially like. We're going to save Gen (laughs) X for
0: future generations today with the material we cover with these two good friends. Please Mm -hmm. welcome to the show the two hosts of a wonderful podcast called Redhead Family Therapy Guy and a mic. First, let's meet the redhead. Please welcome to the show, John. Hi, John. Hey, how's it going? Glad to be here.
2: And I'm excited to be a superhero. I mean, we're saving Generation X. (laughs) right on michael michael is the evil villain with that dome and he's going down
0: (laughs) he's got a little bit of a lex Luthor thing going
2: yes (laughs) nice and shiny
0: please also welcome john's co-host of the show you can't have a podcast without a mic so let's welcome mike now hey mike
3: hey thanks for welcoming me to the show i'm excited i uh don't have any trash talk besides i will probably lose but that's okay
2: that you're bringing it strong dude that's your a game right there a game (laughs) take it
0: so many times on the podcast the person in the intro who says oh i don't think i'm gonna win ends up winning so uh, (laughs) the pressure is off now yeah we'll see but before we meet them both properly let's give a quick overview of the games we'll be playing today if you're new to the show this is how we play the show is broken up into three rounds of games the winner of each of the first two rounds will receive an advantage <clears> in the following round and the player who wins round three will win a chance at today's fabulous prize. The prize vault this episode is great and ranks somewhere between as fabulous as either getting your chocolate in my peanut butter or getting your peanut <laughs> butter in my chocolate. Hey. Oh, hey, you got your chocolate in my peanut you butter. peanut butter in my chocolate. What? what?
3: Delicious. What just happened? <laughs> <laughs> Don't. I prefer to be my chocolate and my peanut butter.
0: (laughs) Before we start playing, I need to announce that we are trying something new here on the podcast. We are adding a new rule to the game. It's sort of a game within a game, if you will. The new rule is called the power struggle. The power struggle. In the opening of this episode, you heard five quick clips from Generation X. And the game is you need to name those five clips in the order that they were played. The wrinkle here is that at any time during this episode, contestants can interrupt the game and declare that they want to solve the power struggle question. They only get one chance to answer it correctly, and if they are correct, then they instantly steal the power from their opponent. The power struggle can only be solved once per episode and by only one player. So it becomes very strategic if and when you choose to solve it. Remember that the player that has the power at the end of round two will go first in Dysfunctional Family Feud, and that can make all the difference in the game. So you really want to have the power at the start of round three. We'll play the clip a couple of times during the episode, so listen close to see if you can win the power struggle. There's no penalty if you get it wrong. But if the guest gets it wrong here on the show, then we are going to open it up to you, the listener, to contact the show and see if you can get it correct. The very first person to contact the show who can correctly identify the clip in the correct order well, Gets not, a
2: redhead family therapy guy in a, my T-shirt.
0: That's right. If you're gonna, <laughs> hey, if they get a prize package, if you want to throw that in the prize package, we will definitely will, do that. I
2: will absolutely throw in a shirt. I got to send some stickers too.
0: Great. Okay. Prize package just got bigger. The prize package this episode includes a signed headshot of one of your favorite judges, a handsome certificate with your name on it, signifying that you are doing your part to save Generation X from fading into oblivion, as well as your name going up on our Gen X Wall of Fame. And finally, the best item in the prize package is an offer to join the Columbia House Music Club and receive your choice of either eight CDs or 12 cassette tapes for only a penny. You and my cat.
2: I signed up all of my animals. Every single animal in my house was a Columbia member, dude. I had so many free CDs. I worked that system, dude. You know, certain
0: conditions may apply for the Columbia House Music Club at this point, but as a bonus... Uh, we'll send you a uh, a T-shirt from the redhead therapy guy and a mic uh, and some stickers. And Podcast yeah. stickers, it's coming yeah. your way. Word. I don't know what the total value of the prize package is, but I know that your contributions to saving the cool things of Generation X for others to enjoy is priceless to me. Tens of dollars. Tens of dollars. Easily. <laughs> So if Mike and John do not get the power struggle question correct by the end of this episode, then I'll explain how you can send in your entry and try to win the prize package. We should get it wrong on purpose, Mike. That's <laughs> well, a great excuse if you do get it wrong. <laughs> yeah, no pressure, guys. But now you have all the listeners rooting against you and uh, so they can get a crack <laughs> at the prize package. We're going to jump right into round one now and get the games rolling. Round one. Hey, guys, oh. you know, you take the good. You take the bad. You take them both, and there you have the very first game of the day. It's a game we call the Facts of Life. The
1: Facts of Life. The Facts of Life.
0: Mm. In this game, we take the top 10 crowdsourced opinions about a topic, and players must compete to identify them on a top 10 list. An incorrect answer will get you a strike, and the player that gets three strikes loses the round. The winner of the round will be awarded the power. The power. Which allows the player who has it to go first in each step of the game. So no points are awarded in round one, but having the power is a big advantage throughout the game.
1: There's a big snake
3: in the plane, Jacques! Oh, that's just my pet snake, Reggie! I hate snakes, Jacques! I hate him! Come on, show a little
1: backbone, will ya?
0: If there were only one actor that could be picked to represent Generation X, then the name Harrison Ford would certainly have to be considered. And really, it's not that hard to see why. Harrison Ford was one of the most popular stars from the 1980s and 1990s. He redefined machoism, unafraid to show fear and willing to get beaten up on screen by uber-tough German mechanics or flee like mad from a bunch of stormtroopers. Ford knew how to keep his persona relatable. He winked at the audience, but not too much. After entering the hallowed halls of geekdom, not only once, but three times, Ford broadened into acclaimed non-genre flicks as well. It's been one heck of a 40-plus year run and nearly $10 billion at the box office. It's hard to argue that Harrison Ford isn't the actor of Generation X. However, which of his movies would be considered the movies of the generation? The Facts of Life list this episode Ask the question, What are the greatest Harrison Ford movies of Generation X? The Mm. list rules are that these are all movies released in the Gen X timeline. That's the 70s, 80s, and early 90s. So like as a series or the individual movies? These are individual movies. Okay. All the movies feature Harrison Ford in a starring role. So movies like American Graffiti won't be on the list. And the movies are ranked by Rotten Tomatoes' Tomato Meter. Okay, that's going to be our our expert's delineation here. Certainly, your personal opinions will vary on this list. I know my personal list would look very different from this one. Trust me. But ranking them by Tomato Meter is an effort to make us think outside the norms of just our favorites. Okay. So tell me, fellas, what are the greatest Harrison Ford movies of Generation X? We played a rousing game of Hungry Hungry Hippos backstage to determine who goes first. (laughs) And the Green Hippo, played by John, ate the most marbles and won. So, John, why don't you get us started?
2: All right. It's it has to be Star Wars. It just has to be.
0: Uh, judges, are we gonna allow? Star- you need to be more specific, John.
2: Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. That's right. We had to pick one, not the series. Um, for Generation X, I mean, it would have to be the original. So the original uh,
0: New Hope. That is number five on the on the list. <gasps> oh, okay. Like I said, my list would be very different than this one, but that would be number one on my list.
2: Great okay. okay,
0: you're alive, John. As easy crush on that one. Mike, over to you. All right.
3: Don't beat me. Okay, I'm going to say Fugitive. What? The
0: Fugitive. I was locked and loaded to say the number one answer might surprise you. However, it didn't surprise Mike at all. That's number one on the list. (laughs) Shut the front door, dude. Come on. There's no way that The Fugitive, it's a great
2: movie.
1: (sighs) But that's not going
2: to be the most identifiable big movie of Gen X for Harrison Ford.
3: So that generation as a whole, I think, Fugitive is a, a big one. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. For me personally, it would be either A New Hope or Empire Strikes Back. Hey, Mike, you're giving <coughs> answers. We're still
0: playing the game. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, The Future was 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Star Wars A New Hope, for comparison, was 93%. So, by wow, 3% so difference between oh, number okay. one and so, number five. So, yes. if it ends in a tie, Mike, you have the tiebreaker, but you're not safe. You can still strike out. So, John, you're.
2: Okay. I, I'm going to go the original Indiana Jones.
0: And what was the name of that movie? Uh, Raiders of the Last Dark. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Number two on the survey.
1: Too bad the Hovitos don't know you the way I do, Balak. Yes, too bad. You could win them if only you spoke Hovitos.
0: Two answers uh, down for you, John. No strikes. Over to you, Michael.
3: Okay. Uh, I'll go Empire Strikes Back.
0: Also on the list at number three. Uh, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Uh. Both have two answers in, no strikes. Back over to you, John. It's gonna get slightly more uh, difficult.
2: Yeah, I mean, is it like another Star Wars or another indie, or is it like? I'm gonna go with the one that would be on mine, which would be Temple of Doom. You know,
1: what? he's crazy. Molaram, prepare to meet
3: Khalid in hell. Oh,
0: oh, oh, Temple of Doom, number nine on the survey. Wow, that low—that's yeah, really? crazy. Well, that's a pretty polarizing movie, I think. Uh, yeah, because if you ask any, yeah. of par- any of our parents at the time, they would say that shouldn't even be on the movie screens because there was a big uproar about you know yeah. dudes getting their human sacrifice, putting heart- their hearts. Yeah, workout. it was violent.
2: Allegedly, first PG thirteen. Though I thought it was Red Dawn.
0: Red but Dawn is the first PG thirteen. Temple of Doom is what made prompted, them them to prompted like, them hey, to it. yeah, like, hey, we need
2: to have another rating.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's the exactly one that started right. the conversation. Right. Mm. That and Gremlins were the two that uh, oh, really man, nightmares as a kid. Got the ire of uh, parents. Gremlins was so yeah. good.
3: I swear I saw a Gremlin in my bed
0: one night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's continue on with the survey. It's over to you, Mike. Yes. Yeah, so, what's your third entry on the list? I I'll I'll stay
3: with Star wars and i'll go uh, return of the jedi
0: it's a tra- so now we get to the portion of the list that uh, a travesty and a sin has been made because return of it's the n- jedi is not, not on the list
1: <laughs> <laughs> bro, bro.
0: The, the critics
2: are on this one dude okay that, well that's uh, only your first I'm strike a, yeah i'm gonna go for it though I'm, I'm nervous
0: it's not gonna be on there. blade runner oh man shoot well let me calm your nerves it is number six on the survey
3: That was so, a good one yep replicants are like any other machine they're either a benefit or a hazard. They're a benefit. It's not my problem.
0: You got a commanding lead now, John. Over to you, Mike. One strike. Perfectly doable. A lot of the uh, most notable ones are off the list, but there's still well-known movies still there.
3: So I think I'll go with, he, was it Air Force One? Was that the one where he? Ooh. I'm going to go with Air Force One. That is incorrect.
0: I'm sorry.
2: Ooh. So that's two
0: strikes, Mike. There are Man, four okay. answers remain. John, you have no mm. strikes. This is this is like a walk in the park for you now. Any answer you yeah, give just, won't even hurt you.
2: I guess I would I guess I'll come back to the indie franchise and do um
0: You must choose. But choose wisely.
2: The last crusade.
0: That's a good strategy, because that's number seven.
3: I came here to save you. Oh yeah? And who's gonna come to save
1: you, Junior? I told you. <laughs> Don't call me Junior.
0: Well done. So, Mike, yeah. here's the situation. You got two strikes. There are three titles of movies still on the list. I'm sure you've heard of all three, but can you get them? What do you got?
3: I know there's like, I don't know if I can think of anything, Zabe. I'll say, uh, I'll just throw out a name, even okay. if it doesn't have Harrison support. <laughs> I'll say what? The Force
0: Awakens. <laughs> what? <laughs> What? <laughs> so you're going to pick something that's not even from the, the I timeline. I not think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You got some, John?
2: Oh, no, I was, I'm just Before thinking, I hit this I've, got, I've got two, I've got two <laughs> movies in mind. I've got two movies in mind.
0: Oh, you want to dunk on them. That's it. Well, let me give yeah, you a strike should dunk first.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mike, that's your third strike. That means, John, congratulations. <laughs> you have won the Facts of Life game, and that means you have the power. <laughs>
2: Get, give me your other two. All right, so is Basic Instinct, was that him? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: wasn't he in one with no. like a
2: serial killer woman? <laughs> You're thinking of Sharon Stone.
0: The Sharon Stone. What what, is, yeah. what what was that? That was Sharon Stone, Michael not Douglas, Harrison Ford. I, think. I get those two mixed up all the time too. Don't think of that. Clear and present danger. Oh. Uh, clear and present danger was number 12 on the survey.
2: How about Patriot Games? Patriot Games uh. was number 16 on the survey.
0: Man, Ooh. I
3: feel like there's some obvious ones. I
0: don't know. Well, there I'm are. Let me, let me read down the list here. So number 10 you guys did not get with 84% fresh was... Working Girl, Mm -hmm. Working Girl was number 10. Number nine, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom was 84%. -hmm. Number eight, you guys did not get was 86% was Presumed Innocent. Was that flick? Oh, I don't don't remember that one. Number seven was Last Crusade. Six, Blade Runner. Seven, A New Hope. Three, you guys got was Empire Strikes Back. Rage of the Lost Ark was number two. Number one was The Fugitive. Number four, you guys did not get. And at 93% was The Movie Called. Witness. Get nope. No? So when did Temple of, you guys of Doom don't remember come that movie? out then? No. Temple of Doom was out in eighty four. Eighty four, yeah. Oh my well, well done that was though, John.
3: Fun. That was exciting.
1: <laughs> I got the power.
2: What does skin, it feel like?
1: Skin,
0: skin. It feels kind of heavy, mm-hmm. does it? <laughs> Before we start round two, let's take a moment to better meet our contestants. The judges are the gatekeepers of all things Gen X here on the show, and to that end, they are requesting to know from our contestants about their Gen X credentials. Mm -hmm. That is, apart from being born between 1965 and 1980, what qualifies you to claim yourself as part of Generation X, and what might potentially disqualify you from being Gen X? Please welcome to the show, John, please tell us a little bit about yourself, and please include your Gen X qualifiers and potential disqualifiers.
2: It's good to be here. I'm a marriage and family therapist. I've got six kids. Two of them are adopted. Mike and I like to hang out a lot. Um, but my credentials for sure would be Saturday morning cartoons, 80s butt rock, which is like poison, white snake, white lion. Butt rock. Yeah, my buddies and I used to call it butt rock because they always like leather tight pants on with their big hair. So we called it 80s butt rock (laughs) is our term for poison. I mean, if you rode your bike around and put one hand behind your back and played the drums to pour some sugar on me, you (laughs) you were definitely (laughs) a credentialed Gen X person. And my excluder for sure would be I was not a WWF guy. Oh, wow. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't into uh, like I knew who they were, or whatever. But I wasn't like all in on those.
0: Yeah, that was a big one for especially I think boys growing oh up. Oh yeah, lots eugenics. of my
2: friends were like all in. They had like yeah. the Hulk guy they'd carry around <laughs> with them. My brother had this giant like
0: it. giant like couch cushion thing that was like I don't know roughly the same size as me. And I used to wrestle that thing all the time, just like body slam that <laughs> bet, pillow all over the place. And like I was gonna say, I bet smack you won. I bet I you won every time. single time. <laughs> I'm undefeated versus that pillow. Brother. Okay, John, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, uh thanks for having me. And let's please also welcome to the show properly this time, Mike, please tell us a little bit about yourself and please include your X qualifiers and potential disqualifiers.
3: All right. Thanks, Zabe. Oh, man. So I, I like John, am a therapist also. Uh, I like lots of things. I'm pretty, pretty eclectic in my hobbies and interests. What uh, makes me a Gen X? I wish I could show everyone if this was like a video podcast, I'd show them my room. You can see all of my Turtles toys. I have a bunch of uh, Masters of the Universe figures all from uh, late 80s, early 80s. I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Love the uh, original Mirage Studio comics up to the new IDW comics.
0: I- uh, let me let me be a witness for my listeners. I see in the back of oh, your yeah, shoulder, you have- uh, I see and D&D then- books. I see board there. games. I see everything. <laughs> yeah.
2: He's got lots of figurines, dude. He's got so <laughs> many figurines from that era. Uh,
3: yeah. And I my girls love playing with all my toys. <laughs> <laughs> Disqualifier. So I just thought of this recently. Uh, John and I do a podcast together and... We just did the breakfast club and I have never seen it all the way through. That's
1: impossible. This week was my first time
3: ever seeing it. <laughs> this is why I will lose. This is why. <laughs> <laughs> <That's a laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's probably my biggest disqualifier.
0: Well, judges, do these contestants have the proper credentials to continue on the show? All right, congratulations, guys. They're not getting <laughs> Good kicked, thing. kicked that out. That was right lucky.
2: Now. Good thing because we did round one. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, after not seeing the Breakfast Club, I, I can tell you the judges were kind of considering it. <laughs> <laughs> round two. Round two is a game we like to call It Is Enough. We like to call it that because that's the name of the game. Oh, it is enough to fill our lives with nine. In this game, I'll ask you a total of eight questions, four to each contestant's points are awarded for each correct answer, two points for a complete correct answer, and one pity point for a partial correct answer, which is up to the judge's discretion. At any time, players can appeal the judges to make a ruling for a partial correct answer and try to make their case through loud arguments and putting the judges in their place. The player who currently has the power, that's you, John, gets to choose between two questions to answer. Players take turns answering questions with a chance to steal if their opponent answers incorrectly. A steal is worth one point, but more importantly, a steal also takes the power away from their opponent. Mm -hmm. You cannot lose points for an incorrect answer. However, all questions must be given an answer no matter how incorrect it might be. You almost fell into that, Mike, a minute ago. So if you don't know the answer, make something up. And either make it entertaining or just give the answer of either Wesley or Snarf. Either works. Yeah. Yeah. The winner of round two will take a secret trip to the prize vault to choose the prize that the both of you will be playing for in round three. However, the player who has the power at the end of the round will go first in round three, which is a huge advantage. John, you get a pick between these two questions. Will okay. it be all Yav, which is Yavin, which is a movie question? <laughs> What did you just say? <laughs> I'll yav which she's yavin, which is the I'll, movie. Oh, okay,
2: I'll have what you're having to go.
0: Or will it be, now you're playing with power, but very limited power, which is a video games question. I'm going to go movie. Star Wars. George Lucas's masterpiece was a surprise triumph when it first premiered in 1977. And while it can't be denied that George Lucas is a masterful writer and world builder, The movie itself benefited greatly from its editors. Mm -hmm. Which of the following plot points in the climax of Star Wars Episode Four was changed in post by the editors? This is a multiple choice, right? Was it A, the Death Star's location was changed to be poised to destroy Yavin 4? Or B, Han and Chewie stayed close to Yavin and were added to the Death Star raid to save Luke from Darth Vader's TIE fighter? Was it C, a scene in which Wedge Antilles is shot down and killed was changed in order to have Luke have someone to fly back to Yavin with after the Death Star was destroyed? Or was it D, a short clip of Darth Vader flying away from the TIE fighter was added to make sure the audience knew he survived the destruction of the Death Star? Or was it E, a voiceover was dubbed in to call sign Red Six and changed to Porkins in order to fat shame the character?
1: I'm going in. Cover me, Porkins. I'm right
0: with you, Reggie. <laughs> it's a fad, game. The purpose. Uh, I
2: remember discussion around C, so I'm going to go C.
0: Mm, I'm sorry, that's oh. incorrect. Wedge was never shot down and killed in the movie.
2: Oh, I'm remembering that he had like a friendship that they had like a in the original script. They had like a friend, which Biggs. they give a slight homage to, but they there was more of it in it. You, so you're I thinking think of Biggs. What, his buddy Big yep. dark lighter. That's right. That's yeah. right.
0: Mike, you can steal this and steal the power if you can get it right. Shoot. I think yeah. it's D. The short clip of Darth Vader flying away. Sorry, I made yeah. that up. <sighs> that is also B.
2: incorrect. It's B. It's B. It's B. It's not B. What, yeah. it's what was A? A yeah, can you believe that? What was, that? What
0: was They changed the location of the Death Star. Right. Oh, okay. What? I'll tell you a little bit about it. When the editors were working on the final cut of the movie, the rebels attacked the Death Star, but the Death Star wasn't getting ready to destroy Yavin 4, the location of the secret rebel base. The editing team, which included Marshall Lucas, George Lucas's wife at the time, said that adding the imminent attack would add suspense and drama to the final battle to destroy the Death Star. Dialogue over the intercom and a few small shots were added in post to create this plot point. And at the Oscars that year, Marsha and the rest of the editors were rewarded with an Academy Award. Lucas was flexible when it came to putting Yavin in danger, but he would rather be dead and buried before he gave up on the name Porkins for Red Six. I can hold it. Pull <laughs> up. No, I'm all
1: right. No, I'm, all right. I'm a, a little
0: disappointed. Question. That Michael. was a good question. Yeah, Thank if you if you got oh, yeah, Michael
2: that I didn't on get that Star <laughs> Wars, dude, well played. You're the winner. You're the winner. <laughs>
0: I'm pretty good with Star Wars trivia, but I don't know if I would have got that one either. So um,
3: That was a good question.
0: Let's move on to the back half of the segment. Michael, this one's your question. It's called, Now You're Playing With Power, But Very Limited Power. As far as playing video games at home, Atari certainly opened the door. But the Nintendo Entertainment System knocked that door down. With over 700 licensed titles, there was no shortage of games to pick from for the NES. By today's standards, the NES was not a very powerful machine. But the impact on home gaming cannot be measured, especially to late gen Xers. Here's the question If you combine all 700 plus cartridges of games, how many estimated megabytes of data does the entire Nintendo Entertainment System library contain? Oh, wow. (laughs) This is a 700. (laughs) Is it A, about 100, B, 237, C, 665, or D, 69 69 dudes I do not have any idea But I'm gonna guess B The entire library of 700 Classic (laughs) NES games Contained only about 237 Megabytes of data That was option B That's correct Woohoo! That's what I was going (laughs) to guess. I was going to guess. Good job, Michael. Well done. Here's the fun fact. The Nintendo Switch is this generation's home console for Nintendo and has much more power and size than the old white and gray console we grew up on had. In fact, you could fit the entire libraries of the NES, Super NES, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, N64, and Game Boy Advance in one single Nintendo Switch cartridge. twice
2: the nintendo entertainment system now
0: you're playing with power
2: that's awesome that is gigabytes dude my first ibm in like gigabytes
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay so we're going to move on john you still have the power so you get to pick between these two questions will it be anthony john (laughs) flea and that dude that looks like will ferrell which is a music question, Uh, or will it be with fabulous secret powers comes fabulous secret responsibilities, which is a TV cartoon question. Let's go TV cartoon, bro. Television intros of the 1980s were so great because they told you everything you needed to know about the show in about a minute and a half. Information critical to knowing what the show was about was given to you with each episode from either a theme song, a recap, or just spoken instruction. In the TV cartoon He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, The intro tells you exactly which characters knows Prince Adam's secret alter ego as He-Man. Who are the five total characters, said by name, that shares the secret that Prince Adam is secretly He-Man? We'll help you out with a hint that tells you that one of the five is Prince Adam himself.
2: Bro, I'm in trouble.
0: (laughs) Just Uh, go to the theme song over your head. All right, so I'm going to have to get creative.
2: (laughs) Uh, His aunt, Susan... (laughs) His mom, Cynthia, that that guy with the Q on his shirt that floats around and uh his pet cat Joshua.
0: The guy with the Q on his shirt? Quarko, you mean? <laughs> orko on his shirt. Orco, yeah. Oh, uh, was I thought it was a Q. Oh, uh, you had no, all that right orko. except for Orko. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh so close. Dang <laughs> so it. So
3: close. Oh, uh, Michael, I just handed it to you, bro. Oh, I didn't I didn't know cringer was named Joseph. It's the middle name. Yeah. yeah.
2: Joseph. This his nickname, Pat. dude. Didn't you know? No, you didn't
3: hand me. Oh, this is. A, so. How
2: can you not? Dude? You're like um, a heat man so man. So
3: Prince Adam.
0: Just look around your room.
3: And yes. I know, well, I'm trying Ranger. to think. So I, I'm trying to think of five. So so Prince Adam and I would say Cringer and Master at Arms
2: and. Oh, Master at Marco, Arms. He definitely knew.
3: And
2: uh, It's a female. There's a female. It's like his aunt or something.
3: Not like not Tila does Tila. I don't think Tila knows.
0: Let me help you, Mike. You're missing one.
2: <laughs>
3: Judges. Is, judge, are we gonna is give him, man, we're going to give them
0: We're going to give them man at arms instead of master. Yeah. It's oh, man, man at arms.
3: arms. Sorry. Yeah. Man at arms. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to say, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'll say, I'll say Skeletor. <laughs> Skeletor. I don't think it's Tila though. I don't think it's Tila. Who's the fifth.
0: <laughs> you tripped over the goal line. You're so close. I'm sorry. That's incorrect. Who is it? The fifth one is the sorceress. Oh, the sorceress. Son of a!
3: I was even looking at her. She's right there. Ah. <laughs> Love yeah. The term that's the
0: He-Man walk of shame. Do legit. I get like yeah. a
3: partial credit or something for getting four no, out of five? No. You want to argue no, with dude. the judges? Yeah, let's do it. Are you saying we should? Judges, uh... I want partial. Give me Partial. <laughs>
0: So Minus you're trying to argue that merits. that Skeletor and Sorceress are kind of the same person?
3: Well, I that's your argument I argue that I got four out of five, eighty yeah, percent. And no, so dude. that wasn't so the get that wasn't the credit. question.
2: The question was five it's out of five. It's up to the judges, wow. John. It's up to the judges. Let's
0: consult the judges. Judges is Skeletor close enough to the sorceress. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. I went to bat for you, buddy. They said no. <laughs> it's okay. You still have a commanding lead of two points to nothing. Now here's your question. It's called Anthony John Flea and that dude that looks like Will Ferrell. It's a music question. The Red Hot Chili Peppers are one of the best-selling bands of all time and are considered by some to be the most successful alternative rock band ever. Nah, by some. No, I'm said argue by some. With
2: that, not by the redhead family therapy guy.
0: They released their first <laughs> album, self-titled, The Red Hot Chili Peppers, in 1983, and recently released their 12th studio album earlier this year. But before their debut album, founding band members Anthony Kiedis and Flea had a different name for the band. According to Kiedis, what name did the Red Hot Chili Peppers originally go by? This is a multiple choice. Oh, Okay, good. <laughs> was it A, Flea Circus of the Thunder Pumpkin Apocalypse? Yeah, I like that. B, Intercontinental Bottle Rockets? C, Captain Cardiac and the Coronaries? Or was it D, Tony Flo and the miraculous majestic masters of mayhem. One of those is correct, believe like, it or not.
3: <laughs> red hot, red hot chairs, peppers. I loved them. I listened to them all the time growing up. But and I think I used to know this at one point, but I have no idea now. So I'm going to guess A.
0: No way, dude. Uh, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. John's gonna get a stab at this. What do you got, John? I'm I'm gonna go with B. Intercontinental Bottle Rockets is Also incorrect. Mm,
3: Do we keep guessing or do you tell us? I tell you right now. Okay, what is it? Yeah, what is it? The
0: correct answer is Pony Flow and the Miraculous Majestic Masters of Mayhem. That's a mouthful, dude. What are you
2: guys thinking? It was a thing of mine for a while to know how bands came up with their names. Like uh, Seven Mary Three. That's what they used to say over the radio in Chips. Uh, Toad the Wet Sprocket was a phrase from... Uh, the Mighty Python skits. Um, that was a band that they pretended to be in Mighty oh, Python. Oh, really? I yeah. did not know that one. Oh, and that's so great. that's where to the Wots record. I always <laughs> wonder where they came up with
0: that. Well, for those of you keeping track at home, that's 18 syllables. According <laughs> yes. to Kiedis, when he and Flea first started performing together in 1983, they called themselves Tony Flo and the Majestic Masters of Mayhem. Kiedis said, that's how we wanted to play. Majestic and chaotic. 18 <laughs> syllables for a band is a mouthful they certainly could have gone with just a one-syllable band name of Socks.
3: <laughs>
0: yes, yeah, Socks.
1: Direct comes out on August 18th. It's called the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's um, going to be the wildest, craziest, meaningless, movingest, groovingest thing you ever heard. It's an explosion of color and sound. It'll boggle your mind and bedoozle your booty.
0: Okay, that's four questions down. John, you still have the power, yes. but you're down two points. Two to nothing this is the score, and you can pick between these two questions. Name that auto-tune which is a head-to-head challenge, or will it be yippee Kaye yay which is a television question? <laughs> well,
2: that's a movie, dude. What are you doing there? All right, I'll go TV question.
0: <laughs> yippee ki mofo. Movie ratings during Generation X created a divide for some of us kids growing up. Some of us could watch radar movies and others could not. So when a movie we wanted to watch came out edited for television, it was a chance to finally watch it without the fear of getting in trouble. The problem here is the language used in rated R versions of these movies varies greatly from the safe for TV versions and things tend to get lost in the translation. <laughs> when the rated R movie Die Hard 2 was edited for television, what phrase did they replace Bruce Willis's famous oh, line no. <laughs> "Yippee-ki-yay, MF-er, with? This is also a multiple choice. Is it A, "Yippee-ki-yay, Melon Farmer"? <laughs> B, "Yippee-ki-yay, Monkey Fighter"? C, Yippee-ki-yay, Moldy Fingers? Come on. Or D, Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon?
2: Come on. They didn't use any of those. Are you serious? They did. Wait till you hear the fun fact. I remember laughing. (laughs) So come (laughs) on. (laughs) Michael knows this? Dang it. I have to guess, right? All right. So if I'm the guy that has to make the decision, I'm going C, Moldy Fingers.
0: Moldy fingers, surprisingly, is incorrect. Dang it. Mike, here's your chance to steal the power oh, and one point. It.
3: Okay, so this is what I remember as a kid. <laughs> Memory isn't always correct, but a melon farmer is what I remember. That's what it is, isn't
1: it? So certain are you.
0: Your childhood is betraying you. What? what? And what was also it? it's also incorrect. The monkey. Was it monkey? One. Yeah, it's monkey, the monkey fingers. One. Monkey fingers is also no. incorrect. They <laughs> are what terrible. <laughs> The correct answer is D. Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon.
2: Mr. Falcon, I guess that has like some, like maybe somebody was supposed to be named Falcon or something.
0: Believe it or not, but all of these options were used in different edits for TV movies. Mm. Yeah, that's what you're thinking of, I think, Mike. Okay. Moldy Fingers was from the movie Jackie Brown. Melon Farmer was from Repo Man. And Monkey Fighter was set by Samuel L. Jackson in Snakes on a Plane.
1: Yippee-ki-yay,
0: Mr. Falcon. Mm-hmm. So once again, no points on that one.
3: Heartbreaking.
0: We're struggling with the multiple choice <laughs> questions. They're good <laughs> questions. I, mean, I
2: like the question. Yeah, they're great <laughs> questions. Though, yeah. Thanks.
0: So now we go to Michael with your question. This is a, a game called Name That Auto-Tune. For this question, the judges will perform parts of a popular Gen X song, and you need to give me the title and artist of the song. Oh, cool. The catch here is that the judges are terrible performers, and they will also be using an awful fake British accent to make things sound more confusing and silly than are necessary. There are a total of three songs that you'll take turns answering with the regular rules applying for stealing the power as well as stealing points. So that means that this question could potentially be worth up to five points to one of you. So anything can still happen. So here's song one. You get some hints. This is a song from 1994, and Wikipedia calls this a grunge alternative rock song. Listen to the judge's version.
1: Leaving on a southern train. Only yesterday, you lied. Promises of what I seem to be. Only watched the time go by. All of these things you said to me.
0: Uh, Rocket Man. That grunge song, Rocket Man, by Elton John. I'm oh, sorry, yeah, that is incorrect.
1: <laughs> 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 I'm all like, I forgot I about hear the grunge where You're part. coming
2: from, and I'm like, but Elton John, bro. Yeah. John, do you want
0: to steal this for one point?
2: Um, Smashy Pumpkins, Dark
0: Moon. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. That is also incredible. let's take a r- listen to it, the uh, uh, regular the version, and see if you guys okay. Right. Oh, come
1: on! Stone
0: yeah. Temple Pilots, oh, Interstate Love Song. Oh yeah, Interstate, Interstate Love mm-hmm. Song. Oh Great yeah, the song. names are going to be tough. St- that was good, though. That was Pilots, good STP is like yeah. my
1: jam. <laughs>
0: so John, this one's for you. Kay. This is a song from 1983 and Wikipedia calls this a rock song. See if you can get the judges version.
1: DC, San Tone, and the Liberty town, Boston and Baton Rouge, Tulsa, Austin, Oklahoma City, Seattle, San Francisco too. Everywhere there's music, real live music, bands with a million styles. Man,
2: uh, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Steve Miller Band.
0: <laughs> and the name of that Steve Miller Band song that is
2: "Song Is uh, All Around the World."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, John. That is also incorrect. <laughs> Mike, can you steal this and steal the power point and the power?
3: Um, no, I curse you. <laughs> is it Bruce Springsteen? I can't think of the name of the song. because you're wrong. <laughs>
0: If you don't answer the question, you lose a point. You get slimes. Oh, you lose a point. Right, just like and you can't do that on television. You, uh, there's consequences.
3: Bruce Springsteen, and I think it's the one oh, uh, small town boy.
0: I can't remember. I'll say, go with that. I'm that gonna name. stop you right here and just say no. Yeah. <laughs> is it Van Halen? Is it Van Halen? It is not Van Halen. Let's get the reveal. D.C.
1: San Antonio, Boston. Billy Lewis,
0: dude.
2: <laughs> I knew, I knew it. I listen to this album <laughs> so much. Real rock and music. The judges do not do, a do, a do these songs any favors. Are
3: you talking smack to the judges? Because they're listening. I am. I'm just I'm saying. I'm Talking,
2: <laughs>
0: That was Huey Lewis and the, and the News with yeah. uh, The Heart I of Rock and Roll. Thing. Yeah, Heart mm. of Rock and Roll, dude. Okay, Mike, here's your chance. Okay. If you can get this one, it's a song from 1983. The genre for this last song is a new wave slash soft rock, according to Wikipedia. Let's see if you agree. Or
1: as we play the judges version since you've gone i've been lost without a trace i dream at night i can only see your face i look around but it's you i can't replace i feel so cold and i long for your embrace i keep crying baby baby please mm.
3: well like i like the lyrics sound familiar I like i feel like yeah. i could feel like if i heard the song I'd be like ah oh, you know that's how it always is but, you're gonna uh, feel that in a second yeah, I'm thinking <laughs> uh okay. Um I mean, no, the problem is the names of songs are rarely what you'd think they'd be, I feel like. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say since you've been gone is the name of it. I have no Dude, idea. That's
2: like it's not the eighties. That's like what that's like what's your bucket <laughs> from American Idol, bro. <laughs> I'm
3: a, I don't even know what are talking about. can go. Mike even stay on the show? Oh, for... I'm not thinking that. No, oh, I'm okay. not th- Is that oh, a okay. song though? Is that the name yeah. of it? Yeah.
0: No. Okay. The fact that you didn't know that that's a popular song uh, from this generation, we're gonna let you stay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's your official answer? I'll, I'll say since you've
3: been gone. Bye.
0: Where's that the band?
3: Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, do you're I need? gonna a get band slimed. Name? Oh, okay. yeah, you're gonna get slimed, okay. bro. Okay. You're gonna go um, negative on points. We'll <laughs> say we'll say <laughs> the Red Hot Chili Peppers.
0: <laughs> They're very very new wave. Very new wave. Very new wave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very new wave and soft rock. <laughs> All right, uh, with their socks, with their yeah, socks on. <laughs> right. Please. John, what you got?
2: The girl band, Walk Like an Egyptian, and what their, their band name was. Those really attractive girls. <laughs> I can't. I know I know the song, but that's my guess. And the band name was what? You think this is
0: Walk Like an Egyptian by that girl band? No, I don't, but I'm giving you an answer. So. <laughs> no. No, no, I'm, I'm saying that's your answer, your official answer? That is my official answer. Your official answer is officially incorrect. No, I know this song. Uh, I'm, no, I'm gonna Of you course you know this you song, and here it is, and then you're gonna go, Oh, I know this one. wants to say it now.
2: Dude, I love the police. Like seriously love the police. I don't know the name of the song, but Next, you fail? Man, yeah, but they're not
0: new her. wave. I would have never like that would have thrown that threw me off for sure. Are you trying yeah. to say that Wikipedia has some information that's yes. not correct? <laughs> okay, so uh, we are getting down to the last pair of questions before we get to round 3.
3: Okay. So then so how, when's the latest the we can do the thing? The
0: uh, Right before I press the button, that sounds like this. Round three. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I'm doing it now. I'm doing okay. it now. All right,
2: All right. Number one. Number one.
0: Here is your last listen to The Power Struggle. Oh, my God. They found me. I don't know how, but they found me. Give me your best shot, pal. I can take it.
1: Get him a body bag can unlock any door if you only have the key.
2: Now, don't you tell me you don't remember me, because I sure as heck fire remember you. What do
0: you got, Mike?
3: I'm going to go with number one. It all hinges on number one. So much pressure. Does it I'm help
0: gonna, you if I put uh, distracting sound effects in here?
3: It, that, this does help okay. immensely. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm gonna have to say number one. Bueller. I know for sure. Oh, man, Prove I'm it. Gonna. I'm gonna say number one. And so if I get number one wrong, am I just on <laughs> 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 so, awesome.
1: one hour
0: podcast, Mike?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm sorry.
3: It's just so <laughs> tough. I'm gonna say number one is
0: Bueller. I
3: have no idea. Star We'll do The Last Starfighter.
0: Okay. What's number two?
3: Uh, Big Trouble Little China. Three? Three is Karate Kid. Four is Secret of Nim. Five is
0: Groundhog Day. Mm, I'm I sorry, Mike. You were incorrect don't. with okay. your guesses. Okay. So you did not steal the power. That's your one shot. John, you still have an opportunity to uh, solve the power struggle, but you currently have the power, so I don't think you want to do it now. Nope. So <laughs> you have the power, John. You get to pick between these two questions. Will it be... From the Swamps of Dagobah to the Big Apple, which is a toys question. Or will it be Cinema Soundcheck, which is another head-to-head challenge?
2: Let's do the Cinema Soundcheck. Okay. There's there's no way
0: I'm beating Michael on toys. Well, that's why you should take the toy question so he doesn't get a chance to. (laughs) But that's just my strategy. Yeah. Okay. So you want to do Cinema Soundcheck?
2: Let's try yours. Let's try Okay. Toys.
0: (laughs) This song, this question is called From the Swamps of Dagobah to the Big Apple. Toys question. Lego began making their classic interlocking bricks in 1949. And by the time Gen X showed up, they were all the rage. This timeless toy would go on to inspire video games and movies, and the building bricks are still extremely popular today. Here's the question In 2013, the world record for largest Lego model in history was set and displayed in New York City. What was it a model of? There's there's no multiple choice on this one
2: (laughs) The Statue of Liberty.
3: That is incorrect, Mike. Can you steal? I am going to go based on the title, the Luke's uh, X-wing. Like
0: that, that is, is correct. That. Oh, uh, Mike! Oh, by the power of Skull. Okay, so that means Mike score yeah. score update and correction. You have three points, and okay. you've just stolen the power. Steals the power, and you get this question. Okay. But John, this is a head-to-head question, so okay. you can actually score points here. Bring it. Okay. And I just want to remind you, the power struggle is still active for you, John. Yes, I will use it before round three. This question is called the Cinema (laughs) sound check. It's a head-to-head challenge. For this question, I will give you titles of tracks of a musical score from a popular movie of Generation X, and you need to tell me the title of the movie that it's from. Movie scores are usually instrumentals with obscure titles, and that should give you the hint you need to name the movie. We will go back and forth between each player, giving a new movie title with each turn. Two points will be awarded to the player that gets it correct on their turn. So John, there's not enough points for you to win straight up, but you can steal the power. So here's the clues. IMDb lists this film as a drama sports movie. It was rated PG and was released in 1982. So Mike, this is your question. So you get it. You get the first song title. Song number one is a song called Pushing. Pushing.
3: The name of it sports drama from 82 and this uh Brian song,
0: that's Uh, incorrect. So, over to you, John. You get the second song, it's called Reflections. So, we have Reflections and Pushing. Sure, it's a fire. It's a great guess. It's incorrect, though. I like that guess, though. Okay, back to you, Mike. Song three is called Decision. So, we have Decision, Reflections, and Pushing.
3: Uh, I will go with. Uh, where would we be at the lineup with this one? Like, uh, r- Rocky three, Rocky three.
0: That is correct. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow.
3: dang you. That was that. Well done. Oh, you might have to edit my scream on that one.
0: <laughs> no, that was that great.
3: Blew my mind.
0: Well done. Well, See, the you. judges are pissed right now because every time we play this game, the contestants get it after like the first couple and they get uh-huh. real salty about it because they do a lot of work to build make these questions. And <laughs> if they don't get their money's worth for the time that they spent, then they get a little bent. So um... Prediction?
1: Yes, prediction. <sighs> but You're let's
0: welcome. give all the songs and see <laughs> what, uh, for those listening at home where you would have gotten it if you the didn't get it the already. <clears throat> I am a tiger. I
2: am tiger. Spoilers, John. Giveaway.
0: Song number one was Pushing. Then there was Reflections, Decision. Song four was Take You Back. Five was Mickey. You didn't get it by then there was gonna fly now song seven was adrian and John, you spoiled it with Eye of the Tiger as song number 8. Dun, Rocky dun, 3 dun, was the was the title for sure. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, here's the fun fact. According to Billboard, Eye of the Tiger was the number 1 song of 1982, but it was almost not in the movie at all. The Karate kid track You're the Best was originally You're intended for Rocky uh. 3 soundtrack, but was thankfully replaced by Eye of the Tiger. Oh, I think they won Jesus. an Academy Award for it too, didn't they? You're the Best was turned down for the Flashdance soundtrack in favor of maniac as well so if you think about it hard enough somewhere out there in the multiverse there is a movie where Sylvester Stallone beats up Billy Zapka with a bucket of water while the song (laughs) you're the best is rocking out (laughs) however I'm thankful for the way things turned out in this reality
2: amen to that that's 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 cuckoo to think of those movies and those are those
0: songs and those other movies It's crazy okay so that's it for round two so congratulations Mike you've won round two and that means that you get to pick the prize that the two of you were playing for in round in the in the prize. Finish box. him. Oh, can I, I interrupt? So I'm trying to steal yeah, it back chill. before oh, he decides. You, so you wanted you want to answer the power struggle?
2: Yeah, I'm going to do the power struggle before before he gets to pick oh. the thing. Okay. Let's listen to it. Come on,
0: John. Oh my God, they found me. I don't know how, but they found me. Give me your
1: best shot, pal. I can take it. Get him a body bag can unlock any door if you only have the key.
2: Now, don't you tell me you don't remember me, because I sure as heck fire remember you. All right. I know it's Harrison Ford, and that music doesn't sound like Star Wars music to me. The bam, bam, bam. And I don't remember him ever being hiding anywhere. So I'm going to go with Fugitive. And then I'm going to go with Big Trouble in Little China, Karate Kid, Secret of Nim, and Groundhog Day.
0: I'm sorry. That is also incorrect, John. So that means, listeners, we are going to open this question up to you. Stay tuned to the very end of the show, and I'll tell you your ways to contact the show to see if you can solve the power struggle. But in the meantime... You can do it, We believe in you. So congratulations, Mike, for winning round two. We're going to put your opponent in the phantom zone while you and I take a secret trip to the prize vault where you're going to select the prize that the two of you will be playing for in the final round. But before we do that, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor.
1: The Adventures of the Gummy Bears will return after these messages.
0: If you're enjoying the show so far, please consider giving us a positive review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, or wherever you get your podcasts from and subscribing for future episodes. Positive reviews truly does make a difference in the algorithms podcast platforms use to suggest new shows to their users. So if you're so inclined, please help spread the word about the podcast. We'd love to have you as a friend of the show. Thanks so much. We now return to the adventures of the gummy bear. Round three. Round three is a prize round called Dysfunctional Family Feud. In this final round, I will ask the same five survey questions, family feud style, to each player in turn, and they will need to respond with what they think are the most popular responses from the Generation X timeline. That's the 70s, 80s, and early 90s. These are actual survey questions taken from actual people from Generation X that have been quizzed by the show via Facebook and our newsletter. The player who has the power, you get to answer first with player two unable to hear their responses. Player two will then have to give responses to the same five questions and beat the other player's score without duplicating any of their answers. Whoever gets more points wins the game and goes on to claim a chance at their prize. The winner of round two has selected in secret. You get one pass. Okay. So pro tip, make sure you use your pass. Don't waste it. Your time will begin after I finish reading the first question. Name a TV show that you only watched because your parents refused to change the channel. Skip. That's not the official word, Mike. Oh, pass. There you go. Pass. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Do it right, damn it. I know. <laughs> Which celebrity had the best mustache of the generation? Uh, uh, Tom Selleck. Name a song that was overplayed on the radio in the early nineties. Um, oh. oh, oh. Um, I can't think
3: of the name of it. Under the Bridge. Under the Bridge. Under the Bridge. Okay. What was the best book series of the 80s? Heir to the Empire by St- uh, uh, Timothy Zahn.
0: What is the best Kevin Bacon movie? Uh, Footloose. Okay, let's go back to the one you passed on. Name a TV show that you only watched because your parents refused to change the channel.
3: Uh, hard copy. I don't, I don't
0: know. <laughs> okay, let's move. Let's bring uh, your buddy back in. Sorry. Hey, John, sorry about that. Wait. All right, good. Did I win? You did. <laughs> you won. Just a quick announcement before we take John's answers for Dysfunctional Family Feud. It has been pointed out to me that more people would like to take part in the Dysfunctional Family Feud surveys, but do not have access to add their voice to the answers. Well, here's your chance. Sign up for our newsletter today, and it will include a spot for you to reply to upcoming surveys and get your answers on the show. This is also the spot to submit questions or segment ideas, ask for a shout out to your loved ones on the show, inquire about becoming a contestant on the show. If that was not already enough for you, the newsletter also has a place for you to answer the Power Struggle questions. Since our guests couldn't get it right this episode, that's where you go (laughs) in our newsletter to put in your submission for the Power Struggle
3: answers. It was a sacrifice we made for the
1: listeners.
0: (laughs) As we said earlier, we offer a prize package for the first listener that contacts the show that can get the Power Struggle clips in the correct order.
2: And with a t shirt.
0: And a t shirt. Don't forget. And
2: some stickers.
0: And a handwritten letter by John. And I'm just kidding. Okay.
2: (laughs) Michael, write it. I can write a letter (laughs) if you
0: want. So, John, I'm going to ask you the same five survey questions I asked Mike. You may not duplicate any of his answers. If you do, you'll hear this noise. I'll ask you for another answer. Okay. It's a little bit more difficult. So we're going to give you two passes. Your time will begin after I finish reading the first question. Name a TV show that you only watched because your parents refused to change the channel. Uh, Star Trek. Which celebrity had the best mustache of the generation? Tom Selleck. Try again.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, Kevin Costner
0: Name a song that was overplayed on the radio in the early 90s All of them <laughs> Is that your answer?
2: I don't know if people would say that, I'll pass
0: What was the best book series of the 1980s?
2: The Dark Tower <laughs> by Stephen King
0: What was the best Kevin Bacon movie? Footloose <laughs> oh, Try I again, can you think tremors. you'd get away with that?
2: I guess Tremors
0: and the, let's go back to the one you passed on. Name a song that was overplayed on the radio in the early 90s.
2: John Bon Jovi, Living Ooh. on a Prayer. That's, I just needed yeah. another second. I had to one. like think of being on the school bus. Actually, I think that's in the 80s. That's in the 80s because I was in the oh, fourth grade. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah, I was in the fourth grade. Dude, yeah. I did terrible on this thing. No, man. it's because you went Hold second. It.
3: It's impossible. I don't know. I no, I just
0: mean in second. general.
2: My questioning oh, trivia I, in we general. Got, we didn't
0: really get many got questions. slogged. Right. Okay, here we go. The First question I asked was, name a TV show that you only watched because your parents refused to change the channel. John, oh, you God. gave us Star Trek. I think you got rad parents for making you watch Star Trek, but um, that did not make the survey. Sorry. Mike, you gave us hard copy. But likewise, <laughs> I think that's like child that? <laughs> 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 that did not make the survey either.
2: <laughs> Hard copy. What was the I, one I the would guy that had the scary voice? Or, uh, Unsolved mystery, Unsolved mystery. Those two I would just yeah, die. He was like, terrifying. He scared me. I'm not even kidding you. I'd be like, listen to that man's voice was scary. The number
0: one answer was, I believe you had it after the fact, M.A.S.H.
2: Was Come the on, one. oh John, you
3: dropped
0: Beavis. the ball.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Dropped it.
1: Crying out loud. <laughs>
2: I just, I needed to
0: just think for a second. Yeah, dang it, I knew it. The clock plays tricks on you. I think we get the information from the surveys from our listeners via our newsletter, and sometimes we get interesting replies. So I'd like to give some of the honorable mentions to some of these entertaining Ooh. answers. Honorable mention goes to the one vote for the Mickey Mouse Club, and <laughs> one, what? and that one dad who was forced
2: to watch Mickey Mouse Club, whether you like it or not. Yeah,
0: (laughs) And that one dad who who forced his kid to watch Benny Hill with him. Which celebrity had the best mustache of the generation? John, you gave us Kevin Costner and his iconic mustache from all those (laughs) movies. Unfortunately, that did not make the survey. He had it in.
2: No, he didn't have it. He had it in like one movie. (laughs) He had it (laughs) in the one with the. Dances Dances with Wolves. Wolves. Yeah.
0: This is a case where going first in dysfunctional family feud really has its advantages. Because Mike, you gave us the number one answer with Tom Selleck yeah and that was worth 40 points
3: to be fair i wouldn't have known the second answer to that yeah i'm just either. trying to
0: think like who else would have uh, do
2: you have number two
0: yeah sam elliot and burt reynolds also dude. sam, sam elliot
2: Elliott for yeah. sure dude. that is a handsome man right there
0: Voice uh, yeah. honorable mention goes to the guy who is currently trying to sell my mom a reverse mortgage <laughs> <laughs> that one kid in sixth grade who we all knew <laughs> that looked like he Antonio. was 24 years old. And finally, the, the one person who just put two words, your mom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Name a song that was overplayed on the radio in the early 90s. John, you gave us the very 80s answer of Bon Jovi living on a prayer. Came out in 1986. Awesome but I think it was overplayed mm-hmm. in the 90s too. Mm-hmm. However, our survey yeah. did not. Mm-hmm. That's zero points on there. So so far the score is zero to 40. As we go to Mike's answer, which was Under the Bridge, which was the number four answer worth 10 points. Whoa. Good job. Mike. I got on. What was number one? Number one to this one was Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit. Oh, oh duh. Definitely.
2: Oh. oh, my gosh. I I hated Nirvana because of that. Like, I never oh, got man. into Nirvana at all.
0: That's really I not like one of their better songs, really, but that's one they're... they're I know, there's known a for. bunch of, yeah, a bunch of Nirvana. So the score is 50 to nothing. The honorable mention here is shout out to Right Said Fred and the song I'm Too Sexy because it was apparently too sexy for this list. I'm too sexy. Named the best book series of the 1980s. John, you gave us Stephen King's The Dark Tower series, which was number five on the survey, worth 18 points. You're on the board, John. Woo! Magically. Mike, you gave us Heir to the Empire from Timothy Zahn, the Star Wars kind of continuing, which I really wish they made that the sequels instead of the hot garbage that... Um, yeah, I thought, thought that was the direction they're going. Yeah, that really they, should have been yeah, the way they well. go. Uh, that gave us oh. zero points. Oh,
3: that's a good trilogy, though.
0: Great trilogy. Pick yes. it up. And you'll see what we mean. And so it all comes down to this final question. What was the number one? Oh, on oh one? sorry. Sorry, you're right. The number one answer was the VC Andrews Flowers in the Attic. Series, if you remember. No that. idea. No. Nope. 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 So, honorable mention for this one goes to the people who gave one vote a piece for Pippi Longstockings, Mad Libs, and the TV Mad Guide Libs.
2: Yes, TV Guide <laughs> or Reader's you. Digest. Reader's yeah, Digest readers was always in Mad Libs was <laughs>
0: my car road trip jam, dude. Yeah. And finally, it all comes down to this the last question: What was the best Kevin Bacon movie? Mike, you gave us the number one answer with Footloose worth a whopping 50 points Whoa. bringing you to a grand total of 100 points anything over a 100 is a, a very successful run so congratulations there now we come to John's answer of trimmers which was the number 2 answer you need Whoa. 82 points to tie let's find out what generation x said survey said it was worth 32 points <laughs> which means you mike congratulations <laughs> you won it you are doing your part to save Generation X. Congratulations.
2: Thank job, you, Michael. Thank I you. I never Michael. doubted you.
0: So I'm sorry, John, that things didn't turn out the way that we were maybe hoping for in this episode, but I hope you had a good time. Did you have a good time?
2: Dude, yes. Oh my goodness. Talking, laughing, reminiscing of the 80s. Let's do it. 90s. It's great. Good times. <laughs> I'm a happy it was loser. Fun.
0: Okay, let's go to the prize vaults. For winning round three, I offer a chance at a prize by me placing bids on my eBay watch list on the winner's behalf. I will place multiple bids on the listing chosen in secret by Mike until I am the high bidder. If that bid holds up until the end of the auction, then I will buy that item for you and have it shipped out to you. Good you luck! Get. Let's take a look at all the prizes that Mike had to choose from and Reveal was chosen. In the prize vault, oh, a truck! Nice! Oh, sorry, that <laughs> wasn't... That's just an ad. <laughs> <That's> legit! <Sorry. laughs> Taxes on that are going to be bonkers. <laughs> As is show tradition, we have Garbage Pail Kids Dyna Mike and mm-hmm. Junk Food John. Both of these have disgusting artwork from that franchise. Next is a Star Wars action figure of X-Wing pilot, Jack Porkins. Right. Michael, I hope you get that one, dude. I hope cool. that's what you picked. Well, mm. Porkins is still in his original <laughs> packaging here. The figure looks like they just replaced the head of Porkins onto a Gamorrean guard figure. I can hold it. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Next is an original sketch someone made of Tila from Masters of the Universe. The drawing looks much more like a very busty Lucille O'Ball with Garfield (laughs) eyes, but it would look great in your living room all the same. This next item is a vintage t-shirt from the 80s. It had to be part of some sort of dentist promotion, but in a very 80s font and color scheme, it reads, The Boss of Floss. So if you want to display this real weird flex, then this is the shirt for you. The next item in the vault is a print of an original sketch by concept artist Joe Johnston for the Star Wars X-Wing fighter. It's super cool, but seeing how it's the most expensive item in the vault today, I hope you don't pick it. (laughs) And finally, we have a next tie featuring Red Hot Chili Peppers. We did a search for Red Hot Chili Peppers clothing and the only thing we found was a tube sock that was listed as, quote, (laughs) show used. (laughs) But the starting bid was way too high for our budget. (laughs) Mike, please reveal to us the item that you chose and uh, maybe why you chose the item.
3: I chose it because it was the most expensive. No, well, I, the the X-Wing concept art was just oh. awesome. I love Star Wars and just something like that. It just looks so fun to me.
0: It's gonna fit right in with your uh your stuff you guy going there. So we have before I place this bid, we have a thing on the show where you can either take the sure thing of the bid or you can have what's inside this mystery box. Oh my goodness! Anything could be in this box. Yeah. Saw so you with the box. What was in the box? So, what's it going to be, Mike? You want the box or the bid?
3: So, a chance at the X-wing art or the mystery box? What's in the fucking box? Or risk it's, it all it's, for the mystery box? It's mystery box hands down.
2: No, dude, go with yep. the art mystery
3: box. No, I can't. It's mm. too. It's too exciting. Are you sure? We, we have to know. We have to know what's in the mystery box i choose choose the mystery
0: box okay let's go to the box why
3: not why not
0: i'm so excited well i can think (laughs) of why not because i know it's in the box
2: (laughs) oh you blew
0: it michael inside the mystery box this episode is an eight by ten portrait of your favorite judge hand signed that says thanks for playing best wishes the judges We'll send this out to you as well as a promise for a cool save generation X t-shirt from our merch store. What awesome. What? Congratulations. I I that
2: is cool. You're yeah, the look, winner. I noticed this shirt with the thanks, Batman. Abe. I gotta, I gotta get one of those. I love shirts.
0: it. Hey guys, tell the listeners more about your podcast. And where they can find your rad show.
3: So it's Redhead Family Therapy Guy in a mic. And of course, John and I are both therapists uh, that have been in the field for over 15 years. So we just thought we love movies. love to and talk. What, <laughs> we do talk a lot. And what more fun way to talk and to share a little bit of our knowledge over the years than to talk about mental health and movies yeah and so you can check out that podcast pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts and uh, we do have a youtube channel you can check out we just haven't updated it with the podcast lately but it has a bunch of videos that you can go and and look at if you'd like to look there also
2: spotify apple yeah up, google
3: Microsoft. whatever else there is
0: what brought about the idea for a podcast for the for the show though like did you see a
2: when we started the first episode we didn't know that we were going to talk about mental health and movies but like as we did that first episode we want we thought we're just going to talk a lot about Star Wars Mm -hmm. and when we did Star Wars (laughs) in the first episode and we brought up these themes it was like it hit like it was like oh this is good we should do this this is fun and so we just started picking movies and be like well let's just jump into a movie and talk about what we liked about it talk about the mental health issues that came up or what we see or the themes and it's been a blast it's really yeah. fun. i really love it when we do it it's just so much yeah. fun we've got over 40 episodes up and a couple of little clips here and there and some interviews sprinkled in so we're gonna get it's zabe
0: really, on there it's gonna be great yeah i i don't know how i found your podcast to be honest with you. it yeah, just popped we, up somehow i i don't know that's but that's cool but I clicked yeah. on I clicked on your your stuff and I listened to a few episodes and I just thought this is a very unique and awesome way to dissect '80s and Gen X content and yeah. how they how they pertain to mental health and Thanks. I think through that generation you know mental health awareness mental health uh, issues were very much a a, a bugaboo right it was mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm.
1: you know, nobody mm-hmm. talked about that kind of That's stuff. Taboo. Like,
0: yeah. You, you were weak. If you had, you know, you admitted, mm-hmm. need, um, admitted that you needed any kind of help or anything. Yeah, and it's, it's so great now that that stigma has really been broken down and it's much more accepted and to see it through the eyes of our, our beloved culture, yeah, culture from Gen X, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's mm-hmm. such a unique way of doing it. And you guys do such a great Thanks. job of explaining things.
1: <laughs> Thanks. And
0: uh, it, it's really highly recommended. If any of the listeners out there want to check it out, I, I think you'll enjoy it. If, if what we talked about just now sounds interesting at all, Make sure you check mm-hmm. out
2: yeah the redhead family therapy guy and a mic. Yeah. Check us out. And if you have an, a movie you want to hear us talk about or a theme of mental health that you want to talk about or, or we're open to yeah, it. We've so. done some like question answer type stuff
3: in the past. Yeah. We uh,
2: we do it for fun, but we're
3: if there's people that need questions answered, we're happy to do that.
0: Bring fun. it. We know everything when it comes to <laughs> mental health. We have all the answers. Everything. everything. <laughs> I think you guys got the market cornered for 80s movies and how it relates to mental health. So the well (laughs) is deep, my friends. It's true. Because one of the
2: things that like when Michael and I started talking about like doing a mental health podcast, like I listened to a couple of them, they were so dry and boring and just unlistenable. So we just thought, well, if we have something fun to talk about and something that's interesting to talk about and, and an avenue, it just it just
0: came together. So yeah, we hope people nice will check scene. it out and like it. Yeah, you guys make it very accessible for even for lowbrow people like myself to, <laughs> <laughs> to pick up the concepts <laughs> of what you guys are trying to say. So check it out, guys. Well, thanks. We'll also post a link to your guys's podcast in the show yeah. notes. So if anyone wants uh, more information, you can check out the show notes for that as well.
2: Thanks so much, Dave.
0: Just enough time for one quick shout out before we go. Shout out to our newest Patreon supporter, Tommy. Thanks, Tommy. You're doing your part to save Generation X. This sound clip is just for you. I have three kids and no money. Why can't I have no kids and three money? Thank you for checking out the show. We know you have a vast ocean of choices for your podcast and enjoyment. And it is simply amazing that you chose to spend a little time on our show thank you. If you'd like to contribute directly to the show, we have a Patreon account set up at patreon.com slash whowillsavegenx. Contributions there go directly towards keeping the show going, offering better prizes for the contestants, and all-around improvement for future episodes. For those who'd like to support the show but don't want to use Patreon, we now offer Venmo for your convenience. You can find us at X on your Venmo account, if that's your preference. So just a reminder, if you think you know the answer to the power struggle and you want to try to claim the generous prize package, there are two ways to enter a chance to claim this generous prize package the first way is to send a self-addressed stamp envelope care of who will save gen x to po box 69 at 1313 mockingbird lane springfield usa or you can join our newsletter and there will be a place for you to send your answers to the question remember the first member of our newsletter will be the winner of the prize package. so the sooner you join up the better chance you'll have of being first Details on how to join the newsletter can be found in the show notes for this episode, or you can contact the show directly at whowillsavegenx at gmail.com, and I promise to write you back with the details. Good luck. Well, that's it for the episode. Thanks again for checking out the show. We welcome you to subscribe to the show for future episodes, where we will once again ask the question, who will save Generation X? Later. Woo! Woo. I'll yav which she's yavin'. Ooh, mm.
3: I swear I saw a gremlin in my bed one night. That is
0: a handsome man right there. Flea Circus of the Thunder Pumpkin Apocalypse. Oh, really nightmares as a kid. Yeah, my buddies and I used to call it butt rock. Your childhood is betraying you.
3: I didn't know Cringer was name, Joseph. You and my cat.
2: I get those two mixed up all the time, too. That that guy with the Q on his shirt that floats around. Uh, rocket
0: man? That's not the official word, Mike. Dude. Oh, no, duh. definitely. Oh, oh my God. Def-
2: Do it right, damn it. pick <laughs> not the front door, dude. Come on. <laughs>
0: I'm undefeated versus that fellow. Oh, my!
3: Oh, by the power of Grayskull.
0: Yippee-ki-yay, mofo.
2: <laughs> Give me partial. <laughs> I love
0: the police. Like, seriously love the police. I don't know the name of the song. That grunge song Rocket Man by Elton John? You might have to edit my scream on that one. Yippee-ki-yay, mister Falcon. Did I win?